Hey, sports fans, or should it be media buyer fans, welcome to another episode of the Ad Skills Pro podcast. And I'm really excited because we've got a two timer coming up here in this uh, recording. We're going to touch on some really interesting topics. We're going to be talking about iOS, we're going to be talking about driving leads to sales teams. And if that's not a popular topic, I don't know what is. And I'm thrilled to introduce Bryce Gump to uh, our program today. And Bryce, for those of you who uh, don't know, you don't remember you, you from your first appearance, tell us a little bit, bit about your, uh, your type of media buying. What do you do? What's your agency up to? Who do you focus on and work with? Yeah, so uh, thanks for having me back. I'm, I'm excited to be here. And uh, yeah, we, I started a media buying agency back in 2015, and we primarily run ads today for people who um, are experts, coaches, consultants, online service providers. So typically people who are selling uh, digital products or some kind of service online. And uh, we help them get customer acquisition set up using paid advertising. So we spend a lot of time inside of Facebook, um, we do a lot of Google, some YouTube advertising, really just figuring out what's the best way um, for people who are selling high ticket offers, online courses or digital services or online mm -hmm. services. And just how can they get new customers leveraging these ad platforms that are out there? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and how, how have you gone, uh, hopefully, touching all available wood? We're seeing light at the end of the the COVID tunnel. How did you how did you and the agency go uh, through the pandemic? Yeah, so we kind of operate on a, we keep a small list of clients that we we work with at a really high level, and so we were able to to make, retain almost all of our clients through through COVID really just by helping them navigate the waters of everything that was going on. And so, you know, what it meant for everybody was new messaging, um, new creatives, new offers, figuring out what do we need to do to continue to drive the results that we need to see, um, even though, you know, everything in the world is, is changing. And so a lot of people, you know, a lot of people were still spending time online. A lot of people were still buying, but their motivations were different. Um, the things that they were using to make decisions was different. So a lot of what we were doing was working with our clients to figure out, hey, what's changing for your customers? And then how can we reflect that in your advertising and, and in your promotions? Yeah, yeah. And are you seeing um, like now in, is there, are there any directions in creative or things that you're making, taking notice of more now, like as, as you look forward um, in, you know, as, as we look sort of, as I say, touching all available wood, uh, as we look out of this pandemic, is there, is there stuff that you're seeing trends that you're seeing, like in terms of creative or the, the type of ads that are working or stopped working? What are you, what are you seeing there? Yeah, I think, you know, on the creative level, you know, we're, we're, creatives are still the creatives. And so I think, you know, making sure that you've got really compelling copy, making sure you've got good headlines, making sure you've got um, images or, or videos and stuff that stands out is continue to be the most important thing you can do on the ad platform. I think one of the big shifts we're seeing is really just like what 
kind of offers people are running and how people are setting up the strategy behind what they're driving traffic to. Because a lot of what we've seen right now is ad costs are going up and people are, we're finding in different markets, people are maybe less more, um, a little more apprehensive to make big buying decisions, especially with a lot of our clients where they're selling high ticket stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been a little more challenging to get traction with things. And so what we've been seeing is a lot of people moving more towards running sales calls because they're able to actually get on the phone, actually talk with people versus trying to launch like a new evergreen webinar where um, they're trying to test it and optimize it but they're not able to really get a lot of one-on-one feedback from the people going through that process. So rather than just seeing a conversion rate at the end, they're able to get someone on the phone, talk with them, figure out what their, you know, what their real objections are and what's really motivating to move forward and, and move that direction. Hey, Bryce, and that's something that you and the agency really specialize in is that driving uh, sales, uh, driving sales calls. Tell us, um, Give us uh, what what have you been learning there, and maybe uh, if you've got by way of example, like a, a case study or something that you can use to to sort of illustrate this for people. Yeah, definitely. So um, this is something that we've been doing more of over the last couple of years. When I got first when I first got started doing this, we've always kind of worked with people with information products, mm-hmm. uh, masterminds, courses, all kinds of stuff like that. And, um, you know, for a, for a long time, we ran a lot of evergreen webinars, we run challenges, we do launches, and we've really seen a, a kind of a shift in a lot of our clients to running sales calls. And um, again, like I said, you get to get on the phone with people, you get to talk with people, um, you can adjust your sales, uh, your messaging very, you know, one-on-one yeah, basis based on who selling, you're talking to. If you are selling high ticket items, nothing beats a phone call. Right yep. or face to face or in or in these in these environments a Zoom call or nothing beats you know no conversion is going to beat a one on one call so it totally makes sense but a lot of people have challenges getting you know, because I think it is a different process right the with that outcome that objective being a a call so take us through what what have you learnt. Yeah, I think the biggest thing that we've seen with this is really focusing on the offer first. So we have a client that we brought on um, at the beginning of this year, and they could not get Facebook ads to work at all. So they had tried a couple of freelancers, a couple of agencies. One of their big challenges was they were in a sensitive market. So um, their offer was totally Facebook compliant, but they were working with professionals who specialize in the cannabis niche. So as you can imagine on Facebook, saying the word cannabis would get red flags, account <laughs> shut down, yeah. um, and they just couldn't figure out how to get around that. And yeah. so we came in and what we did was first we figured out what are the offers that we need to run that are going to help drive these calls. And so um, over a two month period, we tested uh, an ebook that was you know supposed to drive people to calls. We tested a webinar that would drive people to calls. And then we tested a VSL, so like a short video sales presentation to drive yeah. people to calls. And so by focusing on that offer first and really deciding, okay, what is this thing that we're going to be promoting? How are we going to make sure that this is actually generating us qualified leads, is going to move people to the next step. And we're going to, rather than kind of having like a general ebook of seven, you know, seven steps that anybody can do anything, really mm-hmm. thinking through like, how does this pre-frame somebody into the next step of the conversation? 
Um, and then building everything off of that, what we're able to do is test three offers and we found one just worked great. Running a VSL to a sales call was absolutely the winner. Mm-hmm. Um, but we never would have figured that out if we had started with, let's say, just doing an ebook and then testing 10 different ad copies. Yeah. You know, the, the, what was more important than testing ad copies was testing the offers. Um, and so, so, style. so when you're saying offer, it's not only literally the offer of the, you know, because the offer is a call and there's a value proposition behind that call, which I actually, let's put a pin in there because I'd like to ask you about that. Mm-hmm. But you're really looking at, hey, in this particular market, what medium is like for generating that that call is going to work? Is it an ebook? Is that going to be the thing? Is it a webinar? Is that mm-hmm. going to be the thing? And you found, and I think you mentioned like the VSL was a was a relatively short form. Did you say was it like four or five minutes or was it a longer? Uh, it was less than 20 minutes. Ah, okay. So yeah, yep. okay. Time. Yeah. Yep. So rather than doing a full long form webinar, less yep. than a 20 minute VSL mm-hmm. um, and that worked best. And so it was really about just figuring out, you know, again, who are the people we want to speak to? Yep. What is the result we can promise these people? And how are we going to show them that we can get them that result? And when you look at the making it compelling to get on a call, because, you know, obviously there's probably other people trying to get people on a call. Was there anything in the VSL offer in particular um, about, you know, other than literally saying, hey, speak to one of our representatives? Why, why was, uh, what was compelling people to, to get on the phone and spend time? Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just being really clear about the outcome that you can deliver for somebody. So if you have a big enough result that you can that you can get your customers, you can yeah. make a really compelling reason for them to get on the phone and talk about it being a good yeah. fit for them. Yeah. And I think the people that we've seen do the best, you know, they're not sliding somebody into a sales call that doesn't know about pricing or mm-hmm. doesn't really know what's coming and they're just kind of getting on the phone of discovery. By the time they get on a call, they know exactly what you're offering, exactly what they're going to get. They know that you have a a framework or some kind of system to get it for them. They see Mm -hmm. the value in what you're going to get for them. They know more or less roughly what it's going to cost them to get this done. And they're just getting on the phone to talk to someone, make sure it's a good fit for them, uh, make sure that this is the right move. Because, you know, if you're going to spend four or five, ten thousand dollars on something, you want to talk to someone on the phone to make sure it's a good fit. Um, But oftentimes in these VSLs, you know, you can be pretty direct about what you're trying to offer someone, as long as you're being very clear about what it is you have to offer, again, the outcome, how you're going to help them get this result, um, and what's the value attached to that. Yeah. And so, you know, there's a real art, though. Um, So it's one thing in the, the VSL itself like to be very outcome focused but of course as we know our our dear 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 friends at, at facebook and, and google and the like right outcomes is a great ai trigger uh mm-hmm. or for things so so getting how are you negotiating that value proposition to get somebody to spend 20 minutes to to watch the vsl in the first place because you must have brought some art to that yeah, I mean, we've found a few different ways to to do this. I think one of um, one of the things that we've seen work best is is um, really just kind of finding storytelling elements to get into it. So, um, oftentimes, we, we Frank Kern has a great ad format that's worked great for us many times, which is yeah. here's how this person can accomplish this thing, yeah. you know, and you just kind of lay it out for them. You're not claiming anything, and yeah. you're not using numbers. 
Um, but yeah. what you're doing is kind of leading with value and showing like, hey, we know how to kind of get you this end result. And yeah. if you would like to know how to actually, we can actually do this for you. We've got a short video presentation that we put together. All you have yeah. to do is click on the link, check it out. We'll show you exactly what we mean. Yeah. Um, that has worked Frank, for us Frank many is, times. Frank Kern is the master of showing people how you sell them while you're selling them. Yeah. Um, it just, it works. You're leading with value and you're showing people a lot of people. There's a lot of people who have problems and they're looking for solutions. And I don't think that's ever going to end. Um, and so if you can show somebody that you are the person that can get them the result they want, and you have a proven framework to get them there, they will be very happy to at least have a conversation to see if it's a good fit. Um, especially in this stage and day and age, like there's probably a lot of people that offer what you're offering, but if you can do it in a way that people can clearly see the, the, the value, they clearly see the outcome they can get them to, and they just like you because you're a personal human being. Um, I think that goes a really long way. Oh, massively. And, and, and that's, that, that really is huge. So there's, there's a lot of gold in that. So thank you very much for that. Uh, Bryce, the, other thing that you've had to navigate and a lot of agencies have had to navigate is uh, our dear friends at Apple uh, who um, you know, really put the focus on, focus on privacy and what that meant in the shakeup for Facebook and what that meant for your clients. How did you, uh, how did you handle that? process and perhaps even more interestingly what have you noticed in terms of uh effects and how you've handled that so i'd love to hear from you on that yeah it's how we handled it and how we're still handling it because it's yeah, still happening right. it's, on, not, it's ongoing as we still we're not through this yet uh, <laughs> one one thing i've 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 tried to explain to all of our clients and a lot of people we've talked to is, you know, I think iOS 14 is a single event in a greater trend that we're going to see continue, which is privacy. You know, um, Google has already said that they're going to be looking to remove first party cook or third party cookies by 2022, I believe they said. Mm -hmm. So um, like this is going to continue. So, you know, as marketers, as advertisers, we have to continue to adapt to everything that's going on because this is not going to end. Um, so what we've tried to get everyone to do is one first, like follow the basic steps for what Facebook is saying to do. Right. So, um, verifying domains using their conversion API tracking, um, depending on our client and how they were set up, some of them did decide to do like a full development custom build for all of their, uh, server side tracking other yeah. ones, you know, we figured out a way to get the most important events, lead sales, booked calls, these sorts of things, sending that over. Um, so they were at least sending Facebook the data that it needs to continue to make optimization decisions and, and put people into the right targeting buckets. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing that we're doing, which is something we've always done, but it's even more important now is like making sure that Facebook is not the place that we're relying on data, right? So Facebook is good for reporting. We want Facebook to have its data for optimization. Um, we want to have our own sources of data. For us, that's oftentimes Google Analytics. Um, that's using third-party tracking tools like Wicked Reports and just making sure that we have a few places that we can really measure the results of our campaigns that are not Facebook pixel-based. Um, the other thing, the, the big thing that we're seeing this year is like CPMs are just way up. So our cost for advertising is up and conversions are down pretty much across the board for most of our clients. So um, we've seen people who are just seeing their CPAs have doubled in the last couple of months. Mm. Um, and we're doing everything we can, you know, focusing on what we can control, which is creatives, 
um, which is making sure that we're running really effective campaigns, doing all the right technical optimizations, um, doing the right targeting. But at the same time, like costs are up, conversions are down. And, and I don't think there, there's a plenty of people who would say that that's probably a lot that's going on with Facebook and how they're updating their algorithm for things. Yeah. Um, which I think is also part of this trend that we're seeing, especially in our space with, with the online products is, I think this is why a lot of people are moving towards higher ticket products um, mm-hmm. and selling over the phone. Because if you were selling a thousand dollar course and your cost to acquire a customer was 400 bucks, that worked when ad costs were lower. Um, yeah. But if you're getting higher ad costs and it's harder to find the right people through the Facebook algorithm and your CPA goes up to 800 bucks, you're now not making that much money on your thousand dollar course. Yeah. Um, and so what people are doing is they're either going high ticket and they're going three, $5,000 products, or they're going low ticket as like a front end offer. So building some kind of like 47, $97 product, using that as a front end, um, yeah. and then trying to ascend people into products. And so again, I think with iOS 14, there's a lot of stuff that we can all try to do technically and creatively to, to adjust and, and, and make sure we're doing things correctly. But I think at the end of the day, like, there's a lot of strategic decisions that are going to have to be made, especially in the industry that we're in. Um, It's really, again, kind of going back to that offer first focus of like, what are the things you're going to promote? How are you actually going to structure your business in a way that we're operating under the assumption that conversions aren't going to be getting much better. We're not going to be operating with the algorithm we had a year ago um, and CPMs are going up. Like if you want to be advertising 12 months from now, that's probably the reality. So how do we structure everything we're doing now to handle that? Yeah. And the pricing thing is a really interesting thing because like I know from the, like from the copywriting end, the, the, the effort you put into making a $2,000 sale is exactly the same effort you put into making a $10,000 sale. There really isn't any more. It's only when you talk about, you know, I don't know, Learjets or something when mm-hmm. you're selling where, where you've got things with really long lead times where committees are involved. Basically, when you're looking at the the human, when there's an individual involved in making that buying decision, if you're effectively consumer, dealing to consumer or dealing to founder or one of those those sorts of things, then the 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 price of course you've got to get the right value proposition and and make sure that they can see that there's a massive uh return on investment for them in terms of what they're going to pay to what they're going to receive out of it but that's often easier way easier to to do to justify than try to skirt that line when you say cpms are on the on the rise um the uh you know, the space, it, it's its hilarious to think about digital space as being finite, but it is when it's uh, when it's competitive. Um, Justin and I were laughing literally just uh, the other day, you know, with, uh, we love how everybody's talking about first party data. Yeah, you know, we've been fans of first party data since the, you know, we call that, in our day, we just called it emails and uh, <laughs> names and addresses and phone numbers. But yes, that I, funnily enough, I think that is a really good idea for you to be, to be able to use those direct methods of, uh, of, of working. Um, Bryce, thank you for that. That, that, that's really, really awesome. Can I ask you a, a question on the, like the lead generation for sale? Something just popped into my head. What do you see where people are making mistakes 
in this generating leads for a sales call? Where where are people stuffing up? Um, that's a great question. I think, again, going back to thinking really strategically about what is the thing that you're offering in order to generate those leads on the front end. So um, thinking back to a different company that we worked with, <clears throat> We started working with them and one of the challenges that they had was they were generating a lot of leads, but they weren't generating a lot of phone calls. Mm. And so what we did was we went in and we actually just took a look at what was that thing that they were offering on the front end. And they had kind of followed a lot of digital marketing advice where, you know, someone says you need to have a lead magnet. So put something together and Mm -hmm. they put together like a very generic, um, you know, how to, but how to create sales proposals, uh, you know, templates. And um, what they wanted to do is generate calls with people who were interested in buying a sales software. So they're specifically looking for like high level directors at larger companies who had a sales team. Well, who could be interested in a general template to how to create good sales programs? Pretty much anybody, right? You could have like anybody from the general freelancer all the way up to the highest levels. All people could be interested in this. So naturally they were getting a lot of leads and not a lot of people were moving into actually booking a call. And so one of the things we did with them was like, cool, let's not use that. And let's come up with an offer and and create something that specifically speaks to the kinds of results that the kind of person you want to be tracking is looking to get. Um, And so what we did was we changed that to a case study about how a sales team was able to transform the results that they were getting by implementing a new sales process structure. Um, So the cost per lead went up because we were speaking to a much smaller audience. Uh, but our number of calls went up dramatically. And what we were able to do is dramatically bring down the cost per call by changing the whole front end offer itself. So um, again, while I'm, you know, we're huge into creative testing and copy testing and really making sure we have the right angles and stuff. Um, I think where a lot of people miss up is they build the funnel or they build the campaign or whatever that thing is they think they're going to be promoting. And then they spend all of their time optimizing everything that's happening on the ad platform. And they don't ever think about, well, what should we be promoting on the ad platform? And and so again, it kind of goes back to that thinking about what the offers we're promoting, thinking about how we're using that to strategically, you know, uh, attract the right people. That is a huge win. And that's something that we've seen where you can massively bring down the results by just straight up changing what you're offering. Yeah. 100%. 100%. And it's a, it, people are so scared to, to go, uh, to, to, to be more sniper than a shotgun. And, yeah. and that's our advantage, right? That, that is the advantage you all have in new markets. And as a media buyer, working with the client to say, hey, look, of course, the cost per lead is going to go up on this because we've got a much smaller pool. But let's look at what matters, which is the cost per call. And let, yeah. you know, we reduce that down, then you're in gravy land, right? And it, it makes yep. so much sense. Bryce, we could be talking for ages on this stuff. And I re- so appreciate you spending the time with us. Hey, if, if, if somebody wants to reach out to potentially um, work with you and your agency or uh, talk to you about, you know, getting more leads for their sales organizations and so on, what's the, what's the best place for us to send them? Yeah. So um, our website is majorimpactmedia.com and we've got a ton of stuff there. So um, you can find out all about what we do. We have presentations, you know, we, on our process and case studies and everything you could ask for about what we're doing. Um, and we also try to publish a lot of content online. So you can go there, you can find YouTube channel, 
blog, social media, all this stuff. And, and uh, we really try to like make sure that we're showing all the stuff that we're doing so you can keep up, do it yourself. Yeah. And then when you're looking for some help, we can absolutely help you. So um, everything is based out of majorimpactmedia.com and you can find it all there. Fantastic. And of course, as always, if you're watching this on YouTube, just in the description below, you'll see all the the uh, the links for Bryce there. And of course, if you're listening in a podcast app, bless you, and you can uh, swipe and get the notes and you'll see the links there uh, for that. Bryce, thank you so much for today. There, like some absolute gold uh, in some really, really important topics for, for media buyers. Um, so thank you so much. And uh, we'll have to get you back for a third time. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, we can check back in a little bit, see how things are going. Yeah, 100%. 100%. <laughs> All, right. All right, see you. Bye-bye. Have a good one.